You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're joining me for episode 234 of the Blended Family Podcast. And today I'm going to keep it a little lighter. I've got some heavier topics coming up in the next few episodes. We're going to be talking about coronavirus. We're going to be talking about our kids, school. We're going to be talking about all kinds of heavier things. So today I've got some guests for you that you're really going to love. I actually... It's two ladies. It's a bio mom and a stepmom. And together, they're actually best friends, which is different than what most of us have experienced in our blended families. But these ladies have created a relationship that I think we would all love to have. And so they're going to be here in just a moment. And I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation. Uh, I haven't been doing too much on Facebook lately. So you might have noticed for my group over there that uh, I'm not as interactive there. And I think I've mentioned to you, I've, I've decided to take a step off of there just because of the negativity and the shaming and the judgment that's been going on on Facebook. And I don't mean this for our group, although I know that it does occasionally happen even in our group, but I really try to avoid that. I'm still looking for somebody who would like to volunteer to help me moderate the group since I can't be in there that often. So if anybody's interested, if you have some time and you're in the group a lot already, don't do this if you're not a big group person, but if you're already interacting in the group on a regular basis and you'd like to give me a hand just moderating it, and if you are a person of integrity and a fair, non-judgmental person, I'd love for you to help me, but no big deal. I'll get back to it eventually. Uh, But if you need me, just remember that I don't get to see all of those posts. So if you need me to see a post, Make sure that you tag me in it. And for those that are new, uh, I am the host. My name is Melissa Brown. Uh, But yeah, tag me in that. Or you can tag the Blended Family Podcast. uh, Or you can send me a private message if it's something that you need me to see. Because I don't want to miss posts. But you've got to know that I really don't hop on to there all that much lately. And there's a lot of folks in there. And I really want to make sure that it stays a place that everybody loves. So I am planning on getting back in there soon to moderate it. But I'm just a little bit overwhelmed right now with everything else on my plate. So hopefully, if you're not already a part of the group, uh, hopefully that didn't scare you because we really do have a a very non-judgmental group already. And we've tried over the years to make sure it stays that type of a place. And it's a great place to get to know other people in the blended family community. So if you are interested, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group and you will find us over there. And I'd also like to invite you to join my monthly newsletter. Again, I am planning on getting better and more consistent, but I'm not one of those newsletters that slams you with daily emails for the first three weeks that you subscribe. I don't do that at all. 
you're just going to get one initial email and then you'll get a monthly newsletter. And it's just a good way for me to update you on any happenings over here, as well as as there are changes taking place, uh, you'll be the first to know. So please make sure you join me over there at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. And you know, all of the links that I discuss in the show are always in the show notes for you if you need to click on any of those. And I really don't have any major announcements today. I know we've been talking a lot lately and I've been I've been getting consistent again with a weekly show, which I'm really, really happy about. But I'm just going to leave you with that today. Uh, I really want you to enjoy this. This is a fun interview and I think that you're really going to like it. So please enjoy and I will be back with another show next week. I am so excited today to be bringing April and Lauren, who are the hosts of the Co-Parenting Past Chaos podcast. They are the wife and former wife of the same man. Collectively, they co-parent six children, all while living in the same neighborhood. During their three-year courtroom custody battle, they encountered several trials and tribulations, Despite the past, these two courageous women have worked very hard to create an everlasting friendship. And their goal to shed a positive light on co-parenting while advocating for better communication for the parents of children in broken homes. Together, they hope to use their experience to build a community of blended families that focus on putting the children's needs above their own. And they joined me today to talk about so many things. And in fact, I was actually just on their show a few weeks ago, and I really was very taken by them and their relationship. And I really thought that they have a lot to share. So welcome to the show, April and Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm actually really excited, like I said. So we have so much to talk about today, but the first thing I want to kind of dive into is for you guys to share your personal story. So I know, I know. first of all, you both come from a blended family, um, so you have your experiences there, and then, of course, you ended up falling in love with the same man at different times, of course. So why don't you just take us through that a little bit? Okay. <laughs> Where do we begin? Um, I'm Lauren. So uh, John, who is now, he's my ex-husband. He's now married to April. He is my second husband. And together he and I have three children. Um, when we moved to North Carolina, which is where we're still at, our next door neighbors um, were April and her second ex-husband or her second husband at the time. And uh, after our divorces, she and John, my ex-husband, fell in love. April carried away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we all live in the same neighborhood still. So I think that's like just the coolest part of our story is we co-parent, but we co-parent closely. And my husband, John now, of course, he and Lauren were neighbors. I mean, he and Lauren (laughs) were married and we were all neighbors. But my first husband is also our neighbor and my second husband is our neighbor. So they, all of our husbands live in the same neighborhood. They do. Wow. So this is probably the, one of the most unique stories that I've ever heard actually of so many people intermingling. And so, but I know you guys have a really good thing going. So take me through how your relationship evolved over time, because I know that 
it wasn't always perfect and rainbows and lollipops. I know that you guys have been through some struggle, but of course, struggle is good because it took you to where you're at now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how the relationship was at the beginning and then kind of how it changed over time into you guys becoming best friends? Go ahead. You can take this one away. I think that Lauren and I first met because we were neighbors, obviously, and her and John were having some issues and they were getting ready to begin their divorce. When she left John, John and I became very good friends. She came back. I supported them trying to work on their marriage again, and it just didn't work out. So I think that that was where kind of the animosity between us started. It was. Um, and we use this this phrase all the time, but it was either side of the fence, literally and because metaphorically we share because we shared a fence. And so my soon to be ex-husband and her now, you know, knew whatever was blossoming their friendship that was eventually going to blossom into a love story, um, started very, um, two-sided, you know, I was getting one side from my ex-husband and she was getting another from her new love. And that went on. And I think that just breeds jealousy, especially in a woman that is going through a divorce. It's very natural to feel insecure and jealous of the new woman that is coming into your, your old territory, really. And I'm older than Lauren just by, you know, a couple days. Just a little. (laughs) But so it was really hard. I'd been through so much. I'd already been through a divorce and co-parented very well with my first husband. So it was very uncharted territory for me to have now this new relationship where the ex-wife and biological mother of my three stepsons loathed my existence. And I tried so hard for a very long time to develop a relationship with Lauren And I think I'd finally reached where I was ready to just give up. And out of the blue, she called me one day and we began this amazing journey of just needing that partner. I think when it first began, the animosity really stemmed from my own anger and my ex-husband's anger that we had never resolved from our marriage. Um, there was a lot that went on in our marriage that just never got solved. So it carried over. You've got this new woman and you think, well, she doesn't know. She doesn't know this man that I know. Oh, that's, you know, (laughs) that's what we tell ourselves. Right. Um, and I felt very ganged up against and I hadn't moved on with anyone. So I felt alone in the whole, the whole thing, but I guess it, it just kind of snapped one day and we were just like, listen, I actually need you. You are the one woman who is going to help me take care of my children. And, and we've got a lot of kids. So what better person to reach out to than her? Yeah, absolutely. And so what was that? Was that a phone call or an email or text? It was. It was a phone call. I called her uh, after a really bad breakup with someone that I had been seeing for a little while. And, um, she sat down and listened to me woman to woman, not even as ex-wife and wife. And that's how we base our friendship. It's, it's woman to woman. You would never know that we were once, or I was once married to her now husband. It's, it's just a very organic friendship. That's beautiful. And, and again, I think it's what every family strives for really. Um, I don't care who you talk to any, biological mom, stepmom would always wish to have 
even just a civil relationship with the other woman. Um, most people don't even have that. And so the fact that you guys have learned to grow together into something beautiful that's more than just a civil relationship, it's an actual you know, working together as women and, and throwing away the jealousy is just huge. So I'm very impressed with both of you. Um, I know jealousy is probably um, one of the most common emotions I think that even bio moms and stepmoms both feel because when it comes to another woman and people can't see what I see, right? We're on video right now. You're both absolutely stunningly beautiful women. Um, but we all know that that doesn't have everything to do with it. It's not just looks, but you're also both great people as well. And I can understand. I mean, it's always difficult. So how did you really push past the jealousy, Lauren? Oh, um, I think the jealousy derives really from within my purse and my own insecurities that I had, like I said, from my marriage with my husband. And I had to get to this place where he was, I, I was married to a different man than she's married to. He didn't want to be married to me. And that's, that's okay. That's an okay thing. And just because she offers things that are different than I am, and she is very different and she's very beautiful and she's very intelligent it didn't negate who I was and what I had offered in the marriage and my own beauty and my own intellect. And I had to come become secure in that. It was nothing that she could ever give me. It was my own. Um, I think my own flaw that I had to work on that's growth after divorce. It's very hard. <laughs> it is. It's so challenging. And that's so big of you. And I'm so glad. And I'm so glad what you said, because people don't realize that it really truly is a work within ourselves. It's never the other person's fault. It's always something that we have to deal with inside. And we all go through so many different emotions when we go through divorce. And it's nice to understand that we're all going through it rather than to judge people. So you guys are just doing a great job. So tell me, how is the rest of the family with the relationship? Like, how did the kids act about it? And most of all, um, the man in your life, both of you, how, how does he deal with this? <laughs> so I think John and I, when we were married, our goal was never for me to be best friends with Lauren, but it was to be in a civil co-parenting relationship. I just tend to take things to the very highest level that they'll go and push that even further. But I remember going to John and saying, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just all get along? And he swore to me, it would never happen. I know her. It's never going to happen. Well, that is the most amazing thing somebody can tell me is that it's not going to happen because I'm going to make sure it happens and it happens better than you could ever imagine. Then fast forward to me coming to him and saying, hey, not only are we now into a good co-parenting relationship, but I think I'm going to go into business with your ex-wife. <laughs> and he told me that it was absolutely not going to happen. <clears throat> and again, you don't ever tell me that I'm not going to do something because that's the first thing I'm going to do. So we got into this business relationship and, and everything just flourished. I mean, like Lauren said, earlier, it's organic. It's just so natural. It doesn't feel like she was ever married to my husband or anything negative. I don't think we ever saw it getting to this place. We, we laugh Never. about it all the time because being civil was something we had tried and kind of succeeded at to an extent during the hard times. But when we really, really gave that effort, it was just like, okay, this is going to be more than just civil. I think it just proves to you, and, and this can go with anything in the world, with any two people in the world. You may think 
because society tells us you're the mom and you're the stepmom, you're the wife and you're the ex-wife. You shouldn't like each other and you shouldn't have a relationship. No matter how different two people are, when they find out that they really are both just good people and they have one thing even in common, and not to mention that Lauren and I have the same end goal, and that's just to raise good humans. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to do that if we can't set a good example for them. So we can put all the hate aside and come together and just love one another. I think too, one of the most beautiful things that we have and, and John was involved in is the fact that John and I were able to gain a piece of closure and clarification about our divorce and our marriage, and she was involved in it. And that's collectively a family just uh, moment and effort that is really priceless. A lot of people don't get that opportunity, and you're left with questions the rest of your life sometimes. And we all sat down and did it together. Yeah, it, it there is no better way. And I love that. Let's talk about the kids a little bit um, because you are doing things together and you're raising them together. And I love the common goal because that is the main thing that you have in common, right? You, you were married to the same man, but he really isn't the same man that he was with each of you. But you've got these kids and you have them in common. And it's so important to nurture the relationship. Um, I want to know how you deal with raising the kids when one of the most common issues in blended families is structure and discipline and the rules from home to home because most families just don't agree on that. Most exes don't agree. I mean, it's just a very common issue. There's usually a more lenient parent and more strict parent. So what I want to know is how do you guys work around that? And do the kids try to manipulate situations between you? Oh, yes. Oh, I can answer this one because I have the youngest of all the children. April has two older daughters, so they're moved out. And then she's dealing with the teenagers. So she's on a whole different playing field with <laughs> yes. that one. But my younger three, um, they're four, seven, and nine. And we do have them manipulate us often. Now, when things were tumultuous between all of us, yes, we would never stick to the rules that we had set and, and we were more lenient at one house or, you know, we would let things slide just because we weren't getting along. Now you can't get anything by us. I live eight houses down from them. All I have to do is pick up my phone and say, your dad is on his way. And it doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the morning. We are on the same page. I don't have to agree with something that goes on in their home, but if I'm here and they're disciplining, I will absolutely stand behind that. We don't ever um, correct the other parent in front of anything. We stand and we support each other. I mean, it's usually April and I doing yes. the discipline. You know, mom's <laughs> in charge. And then John is the bad guys. I know. John just does what he's told. And yeah. it's usually when he gets home from work and it's like, here, we're done. We're tired. It's your turn. Tag your it. I think something interesting with our dynamic is that all three of us, me, John, and Lauren, have similar but very different parenting styles. So that was a big issue in the beginning when we were not speaking and not co-parenting whatsoever. It was easy to say, you know what, whatever they want the kids to do, I'm not going to do it just to get at them and vice versa. When we decided let's grow up because who comes first and who's most important, that's our children. They're not going to be good humans if we can't parent them. And I will tell you, if you stick with that, um, that philosophy that mm -hmm. one you said initially, it makes your job 10 times harder 
because your child is manipulative. Yeah. And let me yeah. tell you, that is, um, I would say that's more difficult to deal with than just getting along and doing everything similar. That's more difficult it's, than just, divorce just, and yeah. court. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, what is it? Um, come, come to a common ground with it all. Yeah. Um, I think choosing your battles as far as, you know, yeah. you're, you're now divorced. Every home, and this is a lot of therapy later that I've realized this, but <laughs> every home is different. No two people are going to be the exact same with their discipline, but we respect each other. And we have the same routines. We do right. the same routines and the same belief system in each house, which yes. is helpful that we Very. are. Um, I'm a more laid back parent. I would say John is more type A. We kind of have a blending of it all now. Mm-hmm. Which is good because sometimes you, you know, too much one way is not good. And so the fact that you're all working together, but that's the key really, because you just admitted that you guys all have a little bit different parenting styles and the way that you do things, but it's working for you because what you said is that you respect one another. And that means everything in the world because the other families that I work with, there's a difference there. They have the different parenting styles and they don't want to make it work. They don't want to have a moment where you come together and decide what's best for the kids. And so I think that um, that's really huge. And I think that it's going to make a, a huge difference with the manipulation because I, I don't know if I told you guys this story when I was on your show, but when my, well, there was a time when I didn't really talk to my ex as well. And uh, my daughter did, she liked that. And when we started getting along again and she knew that we were talking and she couldn't really work around the system. She said, well, mom, I don't like you talking to dad. I don't want you to know. And so very quickly, they really learn how to do that, but they can't do it if they know that you guys are all talking and you're all on the same page. It's impossible for them to really successfully manipulate anything. And so I think that if there's any lesson for the listeners that April and Lauren can give, even if you can't always see eye to eye, is that the kids think that you do and that the kids don't know that there are any disagreements um, because with Lauren and April, they're, they're working together really well. And because of that, the kids do better. Um, would you say that you feel uh, the kids are typically more well-rounded than in maybe some other homes that struggle a little bit more? I feel oh, yes. like that. And Absolutely. a couple of weeks ago, Lauren and I, we haven't released it yet, but we recorded an episode with all of our children and we asked them all basically the same questions. We altered them a little for the older ones, but we asked them what, how they feel about their co-parenting relationship that we have and the situation and dynamic that we all have as a big blended family. And it was so interesting that my oldest daughter said that she wished that we would have communicated her father and I much better because she would not have tried to manipulate us when she was in her teenage years. And it just makes perfect sense. Just like what you said, your children know when your parent, when their parents don't speak like they should and don't communicate like they should. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. So let's talk a little bit about um, your relationship because I know that you guys are best friends and we know how great that is for the kids. Um, But let's talk about how that is for you guys. What is it like um, being a best friend with the other mom? Like, what does that really feel like? Because I don't think anybody can possibly understand. I don't think we have, we might have a couple in the group, but not many. So tell us what that, tell us the benefits of that. It's such a weird question to answer because to be honest, it's like you asking me, what's it like to be best friends with your sister? That is our relationship. Oh, wow. 
I do not, when I tell you we don't see each other that way, and maybe that's because my marriage is so like that it's over and I, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> like she has him now. Um, and it's beautiful. Their love for each other is beautiful. My life is beautiful. Our children's life is beautiful. So it just so happens that she married my ex-husband. Is it weird for you? It's not. <laughs> and that, and it's weird that it's not weird. <laughs> people, get us, people ask us this all the time. I wish I could tell you something that was weird about it, but it just well, doesn't feel strange. From me interacting with you, and this is our second time interacting, I can tell that it's not weird. And I can tell that it's extremely genuine, sincere. It's like family, like what you are. Um, but it's interesting. And I, I asked the question for the listeners because I know I know that you guys have a great thing going and I can see it. Um, and so I want the listeners to know that it is real. And by the way, for the listeners these ladies are in the same room. They're not in two separate houses recording this podcast in their own rooms. No, they are together. I can see that. Sitting at her house for an hour. We were gossiping before we started this. And before I got to her house, her oldest daughter was doing my hair and cutting it. So, and I'm probably going to see her second ex-husband when I walk home right now. And I'll say hi to mine on the way out the door. But it's so, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I, even... For the listeners, I just have to say this because I'm looking at you ladies in your room. So I guess you're in April's house, but there's your podcast picture on the back wall behind you with your initials, an A for April and an L for Lauren, which is not just like temporarily put up. It's hanging on the wall. And so the listeners should know, like, I guess that's your office where you often record together, right? For your podcast. It is. Yes. We have pictures all around of both of us. There's pictures of me and her in her bedroom. When my husband wakes up every morning, <laughs> the first thing he sees is mine and Lauren's beautiful face staring back and at there's him. There's one on my nightstand. <laughs> it's not even weird. It's, I guess, I mean, when I, when I say this, it's so genuine. I got a divorce but I kept an, I kept a husband in a sense and I gained a best friend. Yes. Yeah. She got married and just gained a baby mama and, and a, a best, best friend. friend. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. So tell me, are there any challenges of being so close and best friends with the other mom in your kid's life? Are there any challenges with that at all? I think for me, sometimes the only thing that gets difficult is differentiating between this is my best friend who happens to actually be the mother of my stepchildren. When it comes to John, our, our say, I always call him our husband. <laughs> and when I get upset, I'll be like, could you come get your husband? Um, no, but seriously, it, sometimes I have to, because I always err on the side of who's right. I, I don't just take John's side because he's my husband. I don't just take Lauren's side because she's my best friend. I take the side of who's right. So I tell them both when they're being silly or they're wrong. But that's the hardest thing for me is to know that Lauren is sometimes really angry with my husband. And I want to, as a best friend, say, yeah, let's go burn his clothes. But then you can't because that's my husband and I'd have to cut somebody. You know? So that's the and hardest thing for me. It goes the same way for me because I'm like, who do I want to tell about how much I want to cut my baby daddy right now? <laughs> my best friend. But wait, she's married to him. So yeah. it does get frustrating. And that is probably the only, in our personal relationship, the only little divide and thorn. We handle it very well. Mm -hmm. April doesn't let me go far. She will blow my phone up. Yeah. We'll settle it. I told we settle her. settle it every time. That she can't get rid of me. I will find her. 
I'll stalk her if I have to. But for the kids, I don't think that there's anything negative no. that I can say for our children. Nobody dislikes it. All of our kids love it. They, you know, if we even talk about moving, no, we can't. We, we would, all have to be together. We would all they want together. us to be together. I mean, I think it's cool. My kids get to grow up with two moms. Her kids grow, get to grow up with two moms, three moms, several dads. Yeah. And then to know that you're so close, you could just walk, you know, for the kids, especially when they know that they want to go visit the other parent, they don't have to even get in the car. So um, I know that there's probably a lot of blended families that would never, ever consider living on the same street. But we know that you guys have a very special relationship. Um, And again, it's it's absolutely beautiful. So what I want to know is uh, we, we need to get a little help here for our other moms for all of the stepmoms and the bio moms that that cannot make it work, that are consumed with feelings of bitterness, anger, jealousy, whatever it is, and they can't seem to move past the blocks um, and work on the relationship. And we know that not everyone is going to have your relationship that you guys have because it is very special and you guys are very blessed. But if we could get people to a place where it even just can come close to touching that. Tell us what can people do? What what do you think? For us and for myself, I think that we always say the main thing that you have to do is in the famous words of Elsa, let it go. You have to know that just because something didn't work out doesn't mean that it's just going to be miserable for the rest of your life move on, grow up, be mature, and just respect the other person. I see so many times stepmoms hate biological moms. And it it just baffles me because if you love those children that you're helping raise, and when you marry a man, you are taking on the responsibility of assisting in raising his children. If you hate that woman, you hate those children because they are a part of her. I love those boys that Lauren gave birth to just as if I had given birth to them myself. So if I'm going to be a good role model and additional mother to them, I have to respect their mom. And I would say from the bio mom's perspective, if you have a stepmom in your children's lives, first of all, that's the most beautiful gift is another woman who's there when you're not mothering and nurturing your children and she is loving them probably in most cases, just as much as you would love them. And so you have to give a little bit of respect and start there. A little goes a long way. That woman who's married to your ex is not your ex. She's an own entity. She's her own person. Get to know her. Um, and just remember, she's marrying the love of her life, not your ex, if that makes any sense. She didn't marry my John. I had, I was married to a different person, um, and he treats her differently and he is a different man with her and that's beautiful. Um, and she loves my children. I, I know that when they're here, they are completely safe. They're cared for, they're fed, they're loved. That is the biggest gift I could have been given. Absolutely. That's a great, great answer. So Let's move on a little bit and talk about your podcast because I know earlier you we started to talk about it. You decided to go into business together, um, which is another thing that most other blended families would say, absolutely not, no way, but you guys are and you're making it work. And so you started a podcast. Tell us about the podcast. 
<laughs> you know, when Lauren and I were going through, I say always Lauren and I, it actually, you know, there was a man involved. Um, when we were going through the court battle and custody battle, both of us did this, but speaking for my own self, I researched everything I could to try to figure out what I was doing wrong. What am I not doing to get through to this woman that I just want to have a civil relationship with? And it was so hard finding things that were positive because you, you join the groups and it's just bashing the mom or bashing the stepmom. And I wasn't about that. That's not the life. I want things to be good and copacetic for our children. So I went to Lauren and I'm like, you know, I think we should start a blog and just tell because our story is interesting. Lauren and I have a story in our own, our individual stories that are very, what would you say? What's the word? They're a little chaotic. They're chaotic, but they're, it's a story of triumph, you know, for both of us as women. And when we started the blog and we started telling our stories and then telling our co-parenting stories, Lauren says, you know what? I think we should do a, a podcast as well because we wanted to appeal to all audiences, the younger and the older crowd. I'm a reader. Lauren likes to listen. So we're like, Hey, let's do this podcast. I remember recording the first episode in our closet. I say our closet. It was actually my second husband's closet. Anyway, we record that episode and it was, I was terrified. We were so scared. We, I think we recorded it like two or three times. Yes. And hours and hours for like a 20 minute show because just hearing yourself, you know, and what you're going to say, we're putting our entire lives out for people to judge. And they're messy. I mean, we didn't, we didn't sugarcoat anything. We're We're coming at you raw. The biggest thing, the question that we get asked most often, I think, is this real? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Sadly, it's very real. (laughs) I wish it wasn't. (laughs) Well, I was looking at your website and First of all, I just wanted to say that the website is stunning. You guys filled it with the most beautiful photography of the two of you kind of chronicling your relationship with stories about your relationship, about your life with just beautiful photography. I just loved it. I loved looking through your story and I I really want to encourage the listeners to check out both your website and your podcast um, because it really is real. And you'll know if you check it out, you'll be able to see with your own eyes that this is real and you'll see these two wonderful ladies. And I wanted to say, um, just to piggyback of what you were saying before, um, about misconceptions, because you're right. There are a lot of misconceptions about how bio moms should feel, how step moms should feel, what the relationship should look like from a large pool of people who didn't get it right and were conditioned to believe that it has to be difficult, it has to be hard, it has to be heart-wrenching, and you're here to prove that it doesn't always have to be. I mean, any life is going to have its challenges, right? But you guys have shown that it doesn't have to be difficult and you don't have to hate each other and that you can have a beautiful thing and you have this wonderful show. You've got, I think, is it like 40 or 50 episodes now? think we're going to record our 55th episode right. this week. Okay. So yeah. So you guys are just moving right along um, and the show is great. So please let the listeners know the best place to find you. Oh, well, our website is wifestales.com, W-I-F-E-S-T-A-L-E-S.com. And then we are on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Wife's Tales. Instagram is wife's underscore tales. 
Um, and our podcast is on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Co-Parenting Past Chaos. Awesome. And I'm going to make sure that I put all of the links in the show notes for the listeners so they can get to all of your good stuff. So just one last thing before we go today, and I had a really good time talking with you ladies. It was awesome. I just want to know if you have any final advice for my blended families. I know we already kind of talked about it, but like if you had just one major piece of advice to give to the listeners who really would strive to have what you have, like what's one thing they can do to kind of get that rolling in the right direction? Um, Always remember, love your children more than you hate your ex. Keep that in the back of your mind at all times. Be patient, be consistent, and above all, just have a very forgiving heart. I know that takes a lot, but forgiveness goes a long way. And don't be afraid to forgive yourself first. I always tell everyone to never give up. You get out of life what you put in. And if you want something to happen bad enough, you're not going to stop until you get it. Your children need you to get along so that you can be good parents to them. That's it. Excellent advice, ladies. And for the listeners, please go check them out, support them, listen to their show, check out their beautiful website. They really are doing this right. So you want to get the tips and the information from them. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. I had a great time. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.